This podcast is made available for free globally. That is only possible through my relationships with advertising partners. If you would like to access an ad-free version of Practical Stoicism, go to stoicismpod.com forward slash members to learn more. I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Seed DSO-1 is a daily symbiotic, which is a probiotic and prebiotic formulated to provide benefits for gut immune function and whole body health. I take it every morning before I eat, which is when it works the best, and I have noticed a big difference in my digestion, regularity, and even my skin. It's nice that this benefit comes in a small package that needs no refrigeration and really is just a couple of simple, small pills. You also get this cool little travel vial in case you're traveling, so you don't have to stuff a bunch of loose pills in your pocket, which is nice. It's also nice that this product is so rigorously tested from a scientific perspective, which makes seeds probiotic research, development, and innovation programs a lot more trustworthy. So trust your gut health to Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com forward slash practical and use code 25practical to get 25% off of your first month. That's 25% off of your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com forward slash practical with the code 25 practical. Welcome back to Practical Stoicism. I'm your host, Tanner Campbell, and the second volume of the paperback companion series, volume two, is going to be out by Halloween. If you're interested in getting a copy, text STOICISM to 833-943-3564. I will also put that in the show notes, and I will shoot you a text with the link when the book becomes available on Amazon and Kindle. I am also getting ready to release my first standalone book entitled Stoicism for Moderns, which should be out by Thanksgiving. That's three books in one year, so I think I've earned a beer or at least a break from publishing books. I will do more in 2023. Also, before we jump into today's meditation, which is the first of book four, book four is the book we're starting today, I've got news that I would like to share. It has absolutely nothing to do with Stoicism or this podcast, but I am pumped about it, and so I thought I would share it with all of you, my extended Stoic family. Today, 
Perhaps even as you listen to this, my wife and I are driving from Colorado to Nebraska to adopt a mini Deshund. His name is Fritz. He's seven months old, and he's got dapple coloring. He is the handsomest little son of a gun you ever saw in your life, and I'm pumped because we're hoping that it makes a good little buddy for our 11-year-old shepherd mix, Jupiter, who is still pretty spry and energetic, but who Brittany and I think needs a partner in crime as he begins to get older, something to, you know, keep him running around and feeling youthful. If you want to see pictures, there's a link in the show notes. You can see a couple pictures of Fritz. All right, today's meditation, again, the first of book four, reads as follows. Our inward power, when it obeys nature, reacts to events by accommodating itself to what it faces, to what is possible. It needs no specific material. It pursues its own aims as circumstances allow. It turns obstacles into fuel. As a fire overwhelms what would have quenched a lamp, what is thrown on top of the conflagration is absorbed, consumed by it, and makes it burn still higher. What a way to start off book four with Marcus extolling the power that comes from a mind in alignment with nature. Once you've accepted the limitations of your control, once you've become master of your emotions, and once you've accepted that you do have a responsibility and a duty in life, a reason to live and a purpose for living, you become like a roaring fire unable to be quenched by the rains of misfortune or adversity, or, in my own language, you become like the noble honeybee. You wake to serve your community, to support your family, to participate in the wide world around you. What better way to live a life than with purpose, focus, and resilience? I realize that this might seem very out of reach for a lot of you, maybe all of you. There are days it seems incredibly out of reach for me as well. And this meditation may even read like one of those lame motivational posters you see in a high school classroom, or like some old white guy shouting at us from thousands of years ago, telling us he thinks he's got it figured out. What could he possibly know? How was the second century CE anything like modern day? How could his advice be worth a damn to us today? These are not unreasonable questions, and I'm going to share an anecdote with you that I hope makes sense and that I hope leads me to a point by the end of this episode. My first job was when I was 14 years old. I was a dishwasher at a small kind of grungy pizzeria called Paisano's. I hated that job. But that job doesn't really have anything to do with this story. It's just a reference point for me. It's the earliest I can remember having a specific thought. And that thought was this. Man, I cannot wait to be an adult and have everything figured out. For a long time, as a child, as an adolescent, as a younger man, I believed there was a point in life where once you got there, things just fell into place. In 1990, my father's company went bankrupt, and we had to move from rural New Hampshire to Florida. And there was never a point in time in that process where I thought everything wasn't going to be fine. It wasn't because I was reassured by our financial assets. We didn't have any, by the way, but if we had, I wouldn't have known about them. Or that I had any understanding of the gravity of the situation, how broke we actually were. No, I didn't worry because I had a dad and a mom, and dads and moms just figure things out. Nothing can go wrong when you have a dad and a mom, 
because adults know how to avoid problems and bad things. Adults have it all figured out. Disasters and problems are things that kids have to deal with. Of course, there's some truth to this. Adults have experience. They've had more time to accrue assets, relationships, and knowledge. So it's certainly true that adults are more resilient to life than children, but I legitimately thought they were impervious to everything that could possibly go wrong. They were so smart and wise. It wasn't until the divorce, until the custody battle, until I saw my father battle depression and work multiple jobs to keep a roof over our heads, until we all had to share beds and eat a lot of TV dinners and spaghetti that it dawned on me that things could go wrong and that adults had not much better of a handle on life than kids did. And when I took that job and had to start working to buy the things I wanted, I realized they actually had it a lot worse than kids did. My dad had to work to make money, not to buy the things he wanted, but to make sure we had the things we needed, like food, school supplies, clothes, and so on. My dad worked for decades and didn't save a dime, didn't take a single vacation to Disney or the Keys, or get anything he wanted, because he saw raising us as his duty. Everything he made went to us. Now, that's not quite the luxurious, everything-figured-out life I imagined that adults had. And guess who else had these same problems? Ancient Greeks. Yes, Marcus was an emperor, he probably had a significant amount of wealth, but he had illness, he lost loved ones, he faced tragedy. Every man and every woman always has. That is one of the cold and uncaring truths about existence. It is wrought with awful outcomes for most people. Most people do not live to old age. Most people do not get to retire with a nest egg. Most people do not peacefully pass the remaining years of old age in comfort and contentment. All of that is as illusory as the idea that adults magically have all things figured out because they are adults. Everyone, man, woman, child, whether they're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, Latin, they have all mostly suffered for nearly all of history. And you will as well, just like they did. Well, perhaps not just as they did. Life is better now, after all. But you will struggle with things like depression. You will experience injustice. You will lose loved ones. You will be down and out more than a few times in your life. And you will have the foundations of your entire world shook violently more than once. For that is the truth of being alive. Terrible, awful, unfair things happen in the world. Birds eat worms, cats eat birds, hawks eat cats, and archers shoot hawks. And while we, as humans, may seem to be at the top of the food chain, illnesses eat us, depressions eat us. We eat each other. And it is very far from rosy at the top of any food chain or hierarchical structure. So then, and this is the point I was hoping to arrive at, are Marcus's words really as silly as a motivational poster in a high school classroom, or are they the only way to prepare yourself for a life in a universe that will always present you with random and horrific beatings? Do you want to face all that this terrible life has to offer on your back, begging for mercy, or would you prefer to straighten your posture, live with purpose and for a reason, 
and be nothing more than grateful for the opportunity to overcome every disaster that comes your way. Do you choose to be victimized by existence, or do you choose to stand up to it, write your own story, and be one of the heroes of that story? Which sounds better to you? Thank you for listening to this episode of Practical Stoicism. Remember, if you hate ads and preambles, you can sign up for the premium version at stoicism.supercast.com. And I hope you will, because that helps to support this project. Tune in later this week to hear my interview with James Rahm of Bard University. We'll be talking about death, dying, and Seneca, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, take care. Take care.